Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where your coworker just throws you right under the bus. We're going to keep you up to date on anything that we learn about the queen. Of course. Um, so you will, if anything breaks regarding her health, and we understand her family has rushed to her side. Um, there was an initial report, as Rocco said, that she had passed that has since been taken back. But there's mm-hmm. some clues that certainly it's a, it's a, a grave situation that they're dealing with there. Um, so we will keep you up to date on all of that. Um, in the meantime, we'll, we'll touch on something that has become our own little story this morning. Donna stole chocolate from someone's mailbox this morning, and I then participated by asking her to find a plastic knife to cut the Lindor chocolate ball in half so that we could both enjoy the spoils, like any good crime family would do. We've got lots of emails about this, too. We have emails. We have an update for Rocco here in a moment. Um, I will say... We also got uh, a tweet. I'm dying at this chocolate gate conversation. <laughs> Steve, who stole an airline meal and proceeded Thank to eat you. it in front of the person he quote unquote took it from, is ready to cast Donna Valentine in Orange is the New Black just for snagging a chocolate she plans to replace. Point is well taken. Now, Rocco, uh, Hutch from KS95, our sister station, they're right across the hall. Um, that he he came over and at this point Grant I am Grant was talking with him about it. Tom Raycamp, our head of building services, they were all walking over to the mailbox to survey the situation. Tom Raycamp then came over and held up the bag of chili cheese corn chips and Cheetos and said, "This is bull dookie. You think you can trade a Lindor lint chocolate for that? This is garbage for two. Hutch then says. Oh, I have to admit something as well. And I said, well, please. Open up the floodgates. He said, ask Rocco what happened to his Christmas chocolate. Now that is a crime. (laughs) That is an unforgivable crime. Our big boss, Ginny, gives out wonderful chocolate uh, right around the holidays. Like a whole box of them. Beautiful. Great. Yummy. High end. And apparently they had aged too long in Rocco's mailbox and the statute of limitations in Hutch's mind had been lifted, and he took them. Uh-huh. So, Rocco, you are a victim and are owed a box of chocolates from Hutch. Donna and I owe Carissa from across the hall a Lindor chocolate ball. 
Even though Donna tried to up the ante, she panicked at the end and said, what if I throw in some of my prescription psoriasis cream? Because it's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> we don't know if that's going to work. Okay. Um, but we I have know some my emails. rights. 651-641-1071. If you want to call and tell us a story of something that has been stolen from you or something you have stolen from a coworker. All right. While you're calling, let's do this. Mail Steve, this comes from Steve. Oh, brother. Steve wants to know. Hey, Steve. What? Who was guilty in the Garden of Eden? Eve for picking the apple or Adam for eating it? Adam tried to blame Eve. That is true. He was like, hey, man, she told me about this apple. And that's a project blame, minimize sin. So I guess mm-hmm. I, I, I hear your biblical point and you know that's my soft spot. All right. You just went right at Pastor Patterson and you hit me where it hurts. Mm-hmm. That being said, I've also watched The Godfather and she is Marlon Brando. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just one of the many. Mm-hmm. I saw this chocolate and I took it. All right. We've also got... Um, hmm. I love how Steve continues to say Donna stole chocolate when Steve stole chocolate too, right? He's, I, trying to, he's just trying to lessen... The- no, no, no. I ate stolen chocolate. The video will show Donna suddenly appeared with a chocolate and I said, where did that chocolate come from? I saw it in somebody's mailbox and I took it. (laughs) I ate the stolen goods and I knew they were stolen. Angie says, what's the difference between taking chocolate out of a mailbox or taking food out of the fridge? Not much. Damn it. Although I'd argue the mailbox is worse. Mailboxes are supposed to be a protected space. Mm. There are federal regulations. It's a federal offense if you do it from a real mailbox. It's fine. We could be suspended. That's if you open up someone's mail. Uh, Okay. They, yeah, I'm just going to go to Cub today. That's that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to go. We got to call her on Yeah, the it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the Donna and Steve experience. Did you steal something or was something stolen from you at work? Well, I had my bicycle stolen from me. I was working for a nonprofit oh. in Portland, Oregon, and I was riding uh, from the university downtown to work in a alcohol drug treatment center mm. and I had gone to a thrift store cause I was on a budget and I bought an old bicycle and I took it to a friend's house and we put new tires on it. And we, we redid the, the wrap on the handlebar and put new brakes on it. I mean, it was a treasure to me. Um, but I took it to this place where I worked and then I went to the group meetings and whatnot. And, and when I got back to my office, uh, someone had taken it. So um, that's terrible. It, it broke my heart, but you know, it was a lesson learned. Let me ask you, Donna. You spent some time in Portland. When was that? Um, no, I was in Seattle. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Just checking. That's such a bummer. And then you have this moment where you're like, "Oh, do I have any faith?" You probably thought, Jeff, can I even get another bike, or is that one just going to get stolen too? Yeah, that's that's ran through my head, and I didn't have it listed on my insurance. I ended up. Uh, getting another bicycle but it wasn't as good as the one that i put my blood sweat and tears oh, on. Jeff, let, me, l- let me ask this question um how would you roll in the case of the chocolate gate today do you think that donna stole from someone i think to the victor goes to the spoils the first person to the mailbox gets the chocolate oh, wow okay i did not expect that <laughs> jeff you keep me who, guessing jeff who mails you. chocolate anyway i mean come on all right thank you for the call thank you for listening okay. jeff we appreciate Bye, jeff. it jeff okay uh oh my sonia said her entire 
A coworker once stole her entire crock pot. I brought Whoa. it in. I brought in chili for a potluck. Went at the end of the day to get it, and someone had taken my entire setup crock pot, the leftover chili. So rude. Wow. Wow, that's aggressive. Rocco, you just learned within the last two minutes that you were robbed by Hutch from Case 95, who stole your Christmas bonus chocolates. You've had a few minutes to process this now. Your thoughts? You know, it probably was during that time where I was intermittent fasting, so I was probably happy that hmm. those, I didn't have that temptation. Sure. Thanks, Hutch. Someone yeah. else reached out on Twitter and said, hey, Steve, all I have to say is snitches get stitches. <laughs> I don't, you didn't even you didn't even give it like a beat. You were just like, "We're back on the air. I got a confession to make." I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm striking a plea. I deal. was going to make good on it. I was going to give tenfold. I understand how people back. are getting crime though, because now, damn it, just to be fully honest, I've looked at that mailbox two more times and tried to look at all the different boxes to see if there's any more chocolate. <laughs> this is how drug dealers end up. Busting into places to check to see if they have cocaine. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're the worst. And honest to goodness, ever. I don't know what we have to do to get a lint endorsement. <laughs> right. The free publicity How that we've given. How many times have we said lint chocolate ball? The, the 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 moral compromises that we have made today just to get our mouth honest to goodness around those chocolate balls. They're so good. Oh. I'm gonna go. No, Donna. Uh, no, no, we got a study. We have We've we got have a study. study oh to. crap! And then I've got Throwback Thursday music trivia, which I have to oh. moderate in the midst of this moral complex. Yes, don't worry, it'll be okay. All right, we got a couple uh, studies coming up when we come back. It's the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. <laughs> Good morning. We're back. Hey Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. A lot of action around the building. A lot of today. action, guys. A lot of action. It's like they're monitoring a live crime scene. An investigation is underway. Can you take the handcuffs off now? <laughs> Where's I wasn't the sure key? what was going on over there. <laughs> yeah. No, they weren't fancy. They were zip ties. All right, I have a study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. All right, what do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear the 10 worst traits your boss can have? Or Mm -hmm. how many of us would choose to stop sleeping if our bodies didn't need it? Let's hear that one first. The other one's going to be a longer conversation. All right. A new poll asked more than 6,000 Americans, if you could eliminate your own need for sleep, would you do it? 49% said no, they wouldn't bother. 30% said yes, they would still sleep. And 21% aren't sure. They just might need to sleep on it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so Donna, funny. That's fun. Okay. Um, men are far more likely to continue sleeping than women. But the biggest disparity is a person's age. Hmm. The youngest people surveyed between 18 and 29 were much more likely to say they would continue sleeping yeah. even if they didn't need it. Yeah, I get that. They're they're in that phase where they love sleeping in. What time did you get up today, Chad? Two. Right? Boy. Oh, that must be nice. My whole life, I've always felt like an absolute dirtbag if ever I woke afternoon. Oh my gosh, you know unless I, mean? I was sick. 
But even I, when you no. were in college, stuff like like twenties and stuff. Yeah, I liked sleeping late, but I stayed up really late. Yeah, till like four thirty in the morning. That doesn't even help it though. There's something about. I always feel like you've slept the day away. It, indeed. Today I got up at five thirty. I'm so glad I did. It was a beautiful uh, sunrise over the lake. Mm. It was just fresh. I feel so tired recently too. I. Probably went to bed at about 10.45 last night. Hashtag vulnerable moment. And uh, when the alarm went off at 6.25, I snoozed it a couple times. I was like, really? Geez. Yeah. And I felt wow. so tired when I woke up. You've been very busy, Steve. No, everybody's busy. You're right. Now let's talk about what would make your boss a not great boss. Do you want to do it or do you want me to? I'll do it. Can we go make sure that is listening on the I don't think stream? she's here, so we're good. So this would be a really nice way to confront a boss. <laughs> if, you, if any of you out there have a boss that you're not in love with, be like, oh my gosh, turn on my tech 1071. Some lady stole something, and yeah. then we'll just talk about why they aren't good bosses. That's great. I love it. The 10 worst traits your boss can have. Number one, they don't listen to you. Mm. That's brutal. They're unapproachable. Mm, yeah. That's a bad one. I like the open door policy, you know? Like, I hey, agree. I like when they communicate that. If you ever have anything to talk about, come talk to me. And We've got good bosses. I totally agree. We really do. Amy's great. She leaves us alone. Dan, yeah. one of the best bosses I've ever had in my entire career. Yeah. Yeah, we're fortunate here because they... Uh, Not you, Dan. It's a different Dan. It's a different Don't Dan. get Don't all big-headed. Yeah. your head. But we've talked about this. Uh, Jason talked about this at our 20th birthday bash at Lusha a couple of months ago, that they trust us, right? Yes. They hire the right people and then trust them to do the work. And so we are not micromanaged, which would be so painstaking for everybody if that was the case. Because yep. then you'd second guess every single thing you say, you know. But yeah, they, they give us freedom, which I yep. think bodes well creatively for us. Playing favorites makes for a bad boss. Treating certain employees differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's moving on. I'm looking at you, Patterson. Hey, Donna, get what? your finger out of my face. They yell at people. Oh. Mm. You used to work... If there, was, if there was yelling that happened like more than once, I would walk. Oh, yeah. You used to work in a yelling environment in different iterations of oh. radio. I can't even imagine yes. that. I've seen someone hold a kid over, like, out a window <laughs> by his collar. Stop. This is a scene this from is, a movie. This is a true story. Oh, my God. There'd be swearing left and right. Wow. You'd hear someone getting reamed down the hall. You're like, wow, what did he do? What do you mean? Like, hey, Bruce. It would be more like, get your butt in there and do it again. Whoa. Well, do it live. <laughs> Oh, buzz off, pal! <laughs> Do it yourself! Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. <laughs> Which we realized after the fact. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's actually a really nice thing to say because it's hey, like, like, we'll let's come put back a pin to that. In that and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But when you say it with that level of Jersey disdain, yeah. they set unrealistic goals too. I think I speak on behalf of all employees when we say we're actually okay if you don't set any goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? They blame other people when things go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is it is nice when a boss, even when you can tell a boss is taking one for someone whose fault it was. Yes. And saying, hey, I'm the leader of this team. Coaches will do this a, a lot. Not yes. always, but in you know fo- football game press conferences. The buck stops with me, right. and, uh, and I need to do a better job of preparing the players, preparing our coaches. Even if then they're like, hey, guys, all right, now listen, you can't throw three interceptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's good to take that publicly. They don't lead by example or have the same standards for themselves. So they're saying, now you do this, and you do this, and you do this, and then they're just coming in not doing any of the things that they expect their downline to do. Did he just use MLM speech? They're not organized. No. Sometimes you'll walk into a boss's office and it looks like they're in the middle of a move. Oh, sure. But maybe that works for them. Hmm. They don't encourage people. Well, that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. But I think a lot of people don't do that. They're more like, all right, do this, do this. Let's meet our objective. Let's go, go, go. And particularly in certain environments, we work within... In a creative field and an artistic field yeah. where you're more likely to get a at a boy, at a girl, that was mm-hmm. funny, that worked. Some things, you know, if you're working in an assembly line, I bet you that's not like the most affirming, verbally affirming place right. to be. Right. Oh wow, assembly line. We know, should do... reenact that scene with Lucille Ball. Well, it makes sense with all the chocolate being stolen. <gasps> Rude. They're Why? selfish or take credit for your work, finally. Hmm. What are the best traits? <sighs> Just being awesome. Treating people with respect and listening to employees. Being a team player, like us. T-Peace. Hey, DJ Rock Lobster, clomp clomp. You clomping like a big dog? <laughs> We're still talking about chocolate. Rocco. No, Rocco. Why do you hate the the low-level crime? Why does it not interest you? Whoa. Zero Gary's. Oh, sorry. I leaned on that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. funny. What's your problem? If Lori and Julia were talking about it, I oh. thought you'd be like, oh, girls, this is great. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah. What's his problem? Is he cranky today? I, yeah, he's, he's, he's crabby lobster today. We have to meet with our helpers, our directors for Project Down and Dirty today. You can't be a crab today. I think we're going to be fine. You're going to bring in all your Hollywood connections. We're going to make a movie <laughs> of a lifetime. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. Let's go in it with the idea that all I can use is us. Oh. Now, why would we do that? <laughs> because we should be using all of our connections. Our get Wanda on the phone. <laughs> you got Taylor Swift's number? Yeah, not anymore. Hey. I don't think I do. Oh, geez. I this is all gonna go terribly.
We're going to play the uh, the game that America loves. Throwback Thursday music trivia. After the break, Donna's in the hot seat. I'll ask the questions. Jack Squat is up for grabs. You just get to play along for the fun of it. Okay. Thanks so much for hanging with us. It's the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve extravaganza on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday. We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days? Why, yes, there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on old school tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to me. Steve, watch out. Throw it back. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody. It's Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. Thank you. Today is an 80s edition. Yes! But it's a hard edition. Oh. This is not multiple choice. <sighs> this is straight up and down. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to ask for an answer. Okay? Okay. Let's do it. Cue the music. Play along wherever you happen to be. What song... Spent the most weeks at number one and became the most successful song on the Billboard charts in the 1980s. What song in all of the 80s? Not decade. What was the song of the decade based on how many weeks it spent at number one and the fact that it became the most successful song in the Billboard charts? Can I ask if it was a Michael Jackson song? You can, and it was not. Shoot. Was it a Whitney Houston song? It was not, but it was a song by a female. Madonna. No. This person just passed. Oh, no. This person... A couple weeks ago. Three couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Who died three weeks ago? A three-name name if okay. you will. Edgar Allan Poe Jepsen. is still alive we oh. need everyone to know that from wow. a legal standpoint okay. how are we blowing this da, guys da, 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 you da. are and Rocco you, you're both blowing 80s. this um, just passed away a few weeks ago a few weeks we ago all were Who talking died? about it oh Olivia Newton-John and oh. name the song it can't be physical it sure can be really? wow and it is and Whoa. it is. I will take that as a correct answer. No, hey. No, wait, Donna. You can't just... Boy, you're rewriting said, the rules all over the place I just today. said Olivia Newton-John. Remember, this is a game I never lose. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, nice yeah. job, Donna. Thanks, Let's see man. if the streak continues. All right. Hey. Number two. Woo, big money, big money. Big money. Who was the first African-American artist to have their music videos in heavy rotation on music television? That's Michael likely. Jackson. You are correct. There nice job go. there. Woo! Nice job. Yeah. Yasque. Pop me down, buddy. I got endless love. Mm-hmm. Cue the music. Oh, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Endless love was one of the decade's biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Which two singers mm-hmm. collaborated on this song? Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be Diana Ross. That one is correct. And Lionel Richie. You are correct. Thank I would have thought, when I hear it in my head, I hear Luther Vandross. Mm. I, I, okay. Okay. It's got that vibe to it. Love Luther. Knock, oh, knock. so good. Who is it? <laughs> Cahoot. Cue the music. 
80s music trivia. Who was the best-selling female artist off the decade? I want to say it was Whitney Houston. Thank you. Do you want to lock it in? Yes. Rocco, do you support her? I feel like it's either that or Madonna. Madonna. I feel like Whitney came in late, later, a couple years later, but she did sell a lot of records. I'm going with Madonna. Damn it. Rocco's right. Madonna no! is the answer. Okay. Was the okay. best selling female artist of the decade. Okay. All right. Fair. Of the decade. It's fine. Cue the music. Whatever. How many U.S. number one? This is a very obscure question, but I told you it's, it gets tricky at points. How many U.S. number ones were by British artists during the 80s? This is essentially another way of asking the question pick a number. I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, I am sorry. It's fine. Do you want me to scratch it? I'm uh, okay. So, what's the question? How many U.S. number ones were by British were artists? By British artists. Ever through the whole decade? In the eighties. In the eighties. Thirteen. Rocco. I almost said eleven, but I'm going to go thirteen. How many songs that hit number one in the eighties were by British artists? Yes. So I'm going to go with a hundred and seven. Wow. Price nine is, right. is the answer. Oh, you were hi. both wrong. You were both over. Nine U.S. number ones by British artists during the 1980s. I was closer. I will take that as a win. Okay. There were a lot of British acts. The Police, Duran Duran. Oh, my God. Thompson Twins. Um, so Thomas Dolby. Really? She, I don't know, right? She blinded me with science. Science! Uh-huh. Rod Stewart. Mm-mm. Oh, forever young. What do you mean, no? Is he British? Maybe he's. Oh, well, yeah, he's British. Scottish? Scottish. He wore a lot of kilts. <laughs> Michael, uh, George Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah, he's from London, Rod Stewart. Right, Phil Collins. Went... British? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Stick him up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick him up, yeah. Um, what, okay. Started again. What genre peaked in success between 1986 and 1990? What genre? Like what, disco? What genre? I was gonna say New Jack Swing. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna oh, say hair new metal. Wave. Hair metal. We're gonna go with Rocco's right, answer. Fine. Hard rock is what? how they classify it, but that's hair fine. metal. Nice job, Rocco. Thank yeah, you. when did You're you start great, playing? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'll be over here. Cue the music. Wow. Don't just when did I start cueing the music? I'm going to shut my mic off. Whose debut album was called Forever Your Girl? Got it. Wow, really? Yeah. Hit it. Paula Abdul. Absolutely right. Donna Valentine. Thank you. wonder what Rocco would have said. I knew that one. That was in my wheelhouse. I don't think you're allowed to speak right now. But it's fine. Clomp, clomp. My brother-in-law just texted me. Hashtag clomping like a big dog. I don't even remember who of us <laughs> said that. <laughs> but I think one of us did. <laughs> it wasn't me. Which 1987 Whitney Houston single became her first U.S. platinum selling single? Um, That's the one. The greatest love of all. You are incorrect. Okay. 
Okay, it's fine. I want to dance say, with somebody. Yes, Thank I was going to say one of the greatest feel-good songs of all good. time. It's good. You put I Want to Dance with Somebody on and try not to feel a little better than you did before Aww, it started playing. You're so sentimental. Give us more. Cue the music. Who duetted with Madonna on the track Love Song? I'm going to have to go to my lifeline. Rock, back on the show. Oh, yes, he's right. Nice work. Nice job, Rocco. Okay. Cue the music. Okay. One of the best-selling albums of the decades was by Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Name the album. Born in the USA. Donna Valentine yes. is in a zone, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. So is DJ Rock Lobster. Clomp, oh. clomp. Clomping with like the big, big dogs. No, clomping like a big dog. I know, dog. but he's, now I'm clomping with the big dogs. Remember, this ain't my first rodeo. Oh, nice country reference. Thanks. Do you remember the big dog brand of clothes and like coffee mugs? If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. My dad got really into that for a season in the late 90s. We had big dog coffee mugs. Big dog. Did he get him because he turned in his Marlboro uh, <laughs> proof of purchase? Yeah, it was the miles. <laughs> we had part-time jobs. We were eight. We were cutting out miles off the side of a Marlboro red package. So he could get the jacket. He got my brother Scott earlier a Joe Camel jacket. No. And it resulted in an argument with he and my mother. About I can see that. Not wanting Scooty to parade around as a Joe Camel advertisement. <laughs> It was a nice rain jacket, though. Cue the music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are so easy. What was the 1982 single by two men of different races, mm-hmm. which went on to become a hit? Name the singer's name the song. Uh, Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. You're incorrect. Damn! That was a good guess, though, right? Yeah, it all sounded really... 82? 82. Okay. Paul McCartney and not Stevie Wonder. Oh, Paul McCartney and... Well, there was The Girl Is Mine with Michael. and Ivory. Is that the song? Ebony and Ivory is the song. Okay, who sang that? That was Paul McCartney and... That's right, Stevie Wonder. No, it's not. Mm. Oh, gosh. According to the internet, it is Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. No. Uh, maybe the girl is the mine. Girl is mine. And say 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 are Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Okay, hold up. Is he right? The internet's wrong. Right? Side by side on my piano. Yeah, no, I just typed in Ebony and Ivory. It popped right up. Song by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Suck it dot com. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on a second. I gotta go see if that's a site. <laughs> If not, we could get it. I am so nervous. Uh, Don't do it. I'm already there. Uh, it is where? not a site. You oh, can buy this should we domain. Buy it? <laughs> oh my God, what are we doing? Oh, oh no. Gosh. I don't know. Oh, well, they have hey. they have related searches. Hey now. <laughs> Whoa. No, don't Google it. Go right to the domain, Donna. Wow. <laughs> Google will bring up a whole different thing. NSFW. All right. One more. Here's a lyric from a song. Okay. Rocco, you stay out of it till I need you. And then we'll wrap up. Looking at a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. This is a lyric from a song that we have had some fun with on this show. Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Give me the next one. 
I don't know the next one. Could it be an Aerosmith song? No. Feeling like a little kid. No, Okay, listen to me. Listen. No, real quick, real quick. No, real quick. Okay, we're so stupid. Donna, I'm giving you a great hint. No, it's not a good hint because you're doing something weird. No. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. TikTok. Hey. I'm. It's a stick song. I'm. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Rocco, do you know it? I do, yeah. I'm. Give me a better hint than this moron. Rocco, that's like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we have I'm 20 seconds. <laughs> Rocco. I'm looking for the button. I'm leaving. I don't need this. Feeling like a little kid. Don't you know? Oh, I'm still standing by Elton John. Thank you. Good night. I win, you lose. Bye. Doesn't feel like a victory. Yeah. It feels good to me. Do you have the button handy? Which one? I'm still standing. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't know what you guys call it. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called I'm Till Tanding. We once did a state fair shirt. It was just I'm Till Tanding. And people bought it. <laughs> Our shirts are so dumb. All right. When we come back, what do we have? I don't know. All righty then. <laughs> when we return after the break, uh, hey, Disney almost bought a giant social media platform. And then they didn't. And now we finally know why. Find out which it was and why they didn't. When we return, Don and Steve on my talk. What's up, friends? Hey, it's Steve for Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. It's your spot for all sorts of entertainment. They do it in a variety of ways. Let me start with uh, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. If you're at a point in your life and you're like, man, I need to be laughing a little bit more. How about every Friday and Saturday night, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret dishes out improv comedy based on audience suggestions. Tickets are only 28 bucks. Stevie Ray's team teamed up with us at Project Down and Dirty a few years ago. Go and get some laughs at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. They also have a wonderful concert series always happening uh, every weekend. There's all sorts of music. This weekend, who do we have? The song remains the same. You got a little Led Zeppelin tribute happening. The music of Bob Dylan happening this Sunday. Uh, it's always something different. It's really a way. It's one of the reasons that you should get their group packages. If you know you want to enjoy a lot of music, you can really save big if you go to four concerts or more. Footloose on the main stage. Audiences and critics loving it. ChanHassonDT.com. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. That's us. That guy over there is Mr. DJ Rock Lobster. Woo! Hey, thank you. Hey, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. 
Uh, no new information regarding uh, Queen Elizabeth. Right. The story, if you're not aware of yet, is that her doctors have become concerned for her health. The royal family and Harry, William as well, rushed to her side. Um, she is. They were seen driving to Balmoral from the Aberdeen Airport. Um, and they're just trying to figure out exactly what's happening. It seems grave. There are some hints that seem like it is clearly a very serious situation with the whole family. Uh, headed that way to be with her yeah. um, and her doctors have become concerned. They say following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. Um, so she is comfortable and at Balmoral and that's what we know at this point. There okay. were some uh, false claims earlier that she had passed uh, and then those were redacted I think through Twitter, independent journalists, something like that. But there are some signs that they're looking at some members of the media dressed in black thing, things like that, that mm. have people watching. So of course, trending on Twitter right now. And um, if anything changes, Kalina Bradley, they'll be on 12 to three low J from three to six. Sure. Um, but anyway, that's what we know. Very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. Mm. Um, now I shift into a story that I saw this morning. You know, Elon Musk was going to be buying Twitter. He's trying to get out of that. Yes. Well, now there's a story that Disney had almost bought Twitter back in 2016. Hmm. And Bob Iger, former CEO of Disney, is now talking about it. Um, He had, in his 2019 memoir, this according to Vox.com, he had said that the boards of both Disney and Twitter had agreed to the deal, but then he had second thoughts because of the nastiness rampant on Twitter. Uh, But there was a longer conversation where he expanded on this. This was a question from The Verge's Alex Heath, just trying to like understand it. Here's what Bob Iger says regarding why Disney did not end up buying Twitter. He says, we were intent on going into the streaming business. We needed a tech solution. We have all this great IP, intellectual property. We weren't a technology company. How do we get that IP to consumers around the world? And we were kicking tires left and right. We thought about developing ourselves. Five years, maybe $500 million is what it would take. It wasn't the money, it was the time, because the world was changing fast, so they had to come up with something quick. He said, at the same time, we heard that Twitter was contemplating a sale. So we entered the process immediately, looking at Twitter as the solution, a global distribution platform. Mm. It was viewed as a sort of social network, and we were viewing it as something completely different. We could put news, sports, entertainment, and reach the world, and frankly, it would have been a phenomenal solution distribution-wise. He goes on to say, after we sold the whole concept to the Disney board and the Twitter board, we were ready to execute. The negotiation was just about done. Then Bob Iger says, I went home, contemplated it for a weekend and thought, I'm not looking at this as carefully as I need to look at it. Yes, it's a great solution from a distribution perspective, Hmm. but it would come with so many other challenges and complexities that as a manager of a great global brand, I was not prepared to take on a major distraction and having to manage circumstances that weren't even close to anything that we had faced before. Hmm. He goes on to say, I know this is a little long, but this is Bob Iger talking about why Disney didn't buy Twitter. Interestingly enough, because I read the news these days, we did look very carefully at all Twitter users. I guess they're called users. And we at that point estimated with some of Twitter's help that a substantial portion, not a majority, were not real. Oh, so the yeah. Same, okay, same thing. Same thing that Elon Musk is like, there's yeah. a bunch of bot accounts out there, and you know yeah. I'm suspicious of what trends. Right, right. 
I never even thought about that. Bob Iger, I guess, looks into it. He says, I don't remember the number, but we discounted the value heavily once we realized there were some fake users. But that was built into our economics. The deal really was going to be pretty cheap. And then he just... Is this too long? No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's interesting. I just had in my head, Rocco smells like a dirty fish tank. Donna, I said that to you in private. What just happened? <laughs> well, my Bob Iger story just ended. <laughs> you guys even talk about how it's Disney Plus Day today? Yeah, they, uh, we talked exciting. about it yesterday. It is. But pa- yeah, there are some good deals. Pinocchio is out today. Yes. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. The new Cars animated series. Mm-hmm. I'm really jazzed about Pino- Pinocchio. Uh, how would you say it? Pierogi? Pinocchio. <laughs> Pierogi. Oh, by the way, somebody emailed us and said, ever since we started talking about pierogies, they keep getting like pierogi ads in their feed. (laughs) Well, that's one good that you can take away. Buy them. Click yes. Order now. Well, I'm going to eat pierogies for dinner. Add to cart. Pierogi. Pierogi. Oh, my God. Guys. Anyway, no, that's that's very interesting. And he said he went on to also see all the nastiness. And he was like, "I'm I'm the head of Disney. The place where we're always trying right. to figure out how to create good feelings. Twitter's probably not the place. Glad they didn't. And yes, I, now I have we to have say, Disney Plus. I see more nastiness on Facebook than Twitter. Maybe it's just because who I do and don't follow. Yeah, maybe. Could have something to do with it. Boy, there's some nasty nasts out there. Yeah, it's an election year, too. Oh, great. That'll bring out the best in all your Facebook friends. Right? Sheesh. Oh, I can't. Don't even get me started on the next door app. Uh, (laughs) People are like ready to pounce. Am I wrong? On today's lunch menu. All right, fine. I've never I've never been on that. It it's meant to be useful. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's meant to be like, hey, does anyone know a good plumber? Have you had good experience with anybody? Or can anyone recommend a handyman? And instead it's February first and they're like, Judy still has a wreath on her. Right. Right. What is this, the North Pole? Yeah, it's insane. Anyway, uh, in other news, we have a meeting with our filmmakers. Yes, 1230 meeting. I got to go get that BLT chicken salad, fuel my body, so that I am at peak creativity. Mm, That was two days ago. What? (laughs) What's today? Do you you even know. know what the day is? They oh, actually I think had, I looked they had at chicken Tuesday. salads two days in a row. Yeah. I asked him what the deal was. He said they were cleansing our system after the fair. Crap, oh, what's today? funny. Oh, it's coming Steve. up. All right, Do we everybody. have a room reserved for our meeting? Beef, sliders, no. biscuits, and gravy. Damn. Oh, that does not sound... I'll, I'll go see if anybody has anything in what's their mailbox. The soup? That's going to be the name of our movie, by the way. What's the soup? Wait on a gabagoo. Wait on a gabagoo. Can I try my joke again? Sure, go. Uh, I don't like what's on the menu. I'll just go see what people have in their mailboxes. You, Donna stole chocolate from a coworker. You're Doesn't the even worst. care. You are so bad friend. She's a robber. Bad friend. She's Don Corleone. Bye.